Okay, so Bezos Hashem, we're up to Likute Moharan, Torah Gimel. We started last week by discussing the uh, power of the Kayach of Nigun. Rabbeinu explains that Nigun gets its Kayach from the higher spheres. It's a very powerful force. And whether it's uh, a kosher Nigun, which draw, draws its force from the Kayachs of Kedusha, or whether it's a non-kosher nigan, with which uh, draws its force from the kayach of tuma, makes all the difference in the world, in how a person is going to be affected by the nigan that he hears. So, if a person's nigan is coming from a good place, then that's going to bring about a kayach of kedusha on those that listen to it. However, if vice versa, when the person gets his kayach of the nigan from the klipos from the kayach of tuma. That brings Tuma on the one who listens to it as well. Therefore, Abenu says, someone who found himself exposed to non-kosher music, he has to find a way to rectify his neshama, and that is by counterbalancing that Tuma that he absorbed. And the way to do it is by learning Teresh Peh, and specifically at night. And the way Abenu explained it is because Tayrish Peh is compared to night in the sense that it's a very difficult thing to understand, very very difficult to comprehend, especially uh, when it comes to learning a blood Gemara. Uh, I've quoted the Chazal that... Uh, um, let me, I'm just going to go back for a second. B'machashakim ha'yishivani. Pasukim Eicha says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed me in dark places... The Gemara said, Zetamud Bavli. Because when you open up a blood Gemara, you're uh, right away, you find yourself surrounded by darkness. It's so difficult to understand, and there's so many different opinions, and there's so much back and forth, that unless you're really, really willing to put in the effort, you're going you're gonna to feel yourself in the dark. So that's the Eitzah. You correct the forces of darkness, the Kaychazatuma of the non kosher music by counterbalancing it with the Kayach of Teresh Peh, and specifically when it's learned at night, night is the time of darkness, and that's the time that the Kayach HaSatumah thrive. And when you counterbalance the Kayach HaSatumah by staying up at night to learn the Heilige Torah and Bifrat Teresh Peh, then you're bringing yourself a Tikkun, and that's going to counterbalance the effect that the non-kosher music had. And even if a person's learning Shalai Lishma, uh, you know, he wants to learn because he feels that if he learns, it's going to give him chshivas, people are going to honor him. That's still okay, as long as you're doing it in the evenings especially. Because again, the kayach of the uh, Torah at night is very powerful. And as we discussed last week, especially during the winter months when the nights are long and there's more time to learn, so the Sparm tell us that there's really, really a very special significance to Torah learning during these long nights, it's called the Heilige Winternacht. And therefore, person sits and learns at night. He's counterbalancing the Kaychas of the Tumah. And even if Halila, he exposed himself to non-Jewish music, non-kosher music, that can be mishapich, he can turn around through the Kayach of the Teresh Okay, so with that in mind, let's move on into... Oh, welcome, Benjelina. Thank you for joining. Uh, let's move on to... Uh, ice bays, entire gimbal. Before we move on, though, so it's important here 
to uh, just give a brief background to what Rabbeinu is going to explain. We know, and these are even though these are Kabbalistic ideas, which we don't really comprehend, but at, at the most basic level, so we know there's something called the Ten Spheres. The Rabbeinu Shalalim is uh, way beyond our comprehension, way beyond our understanding. So how then do we absorb the Rabbeinu Shalalim's Shefa? How does the Rabbeinu Shalalim deal with this world? When he's the ultimate spiritual being, and this world is the ultimate physical creation, how does the Rebbeinu Shalalim relate to us? So there's something called the Ten Spheres, and that is the way the Rebbeinu Shalalim, so to speak, he brings down his, uh, uh, his, his will to this world. And it starts off with the, the first three, Archoch Mabina Vadas, which are considered still in the very high spheres. So those are 100% spiritual, which we don't really have access to. After Chachma, Bina Das, the next set is uh, Chesed, Gevura, and Tiferes. So these are, again, three ways that the Rebbeinu Shalaylam manifests his, his, uh, his will in this world. And, and these are things that we can somewhat relate to. Chesed, which is, of course, giving. Gevura, which is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows his power, his might. And Tiferes is when uh, the two of them combine together to act in a balanced way. So those are the three higher levels uh, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings down his will to this world. And then there's the next three things called Netzach, which is eternity, Haid, and Yesaid. Now, these last two, Haid and Yesaid, they're like uh, almost all, all the way down at the level of this world. And they feed into the lowest level of the ten spheres, which is Malchus. And we have to understand that Malchus, anytime it's discussed, so the Zaira Kaddish tells us the Malchus, which is like a kingship, it's really not its own entity. In other words, Malchus is not something that stands on its own, but rather Malchus is like the uh, the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu manifests each Midah. Let's say, for example, in this world. So, uh, Somebody has a desire. Let's say, you know, I, I have a desire to give a lot of tzedakah. So as long as I don't have within me the power to do it because I'm not a wealthy person, so this all remains, my desire to give tzedakah remains in the level of, it's just a desire, it's a rotsen. But let's say HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, blesses me, or you, or all of us, with wealth. So now I can actually carry out that desire into practicality. I have the money, now I can give it away to tzedakah. So, assuming I do that, I have the money, and I execute my will, I give it out, and I, and I give out the money to tzedakah, that is the manifestation of Malchus. So Malchus, in the sense, is really carrying out the will or the power that's within each one of the other nine spheres. So it's like we have, every person has within him a koyach, in other words, he has the potential, and then he has the pile. He has the ability to actually uh, do things. Potential in its own. You know, a kid is in school and the teacher says, you know, your kid, he has potential to be a Rosh Hashiva. Okay, that's very nice. If he utilizes that potential by sitting and learning and doing everything right throughout his Yeshiva, uh, his yeshiva years, then what's going to happen is, yes, eventually he'll become a Rosh Hashiva. But potential in itself is, is simply not enough. So if he just wastes his time in Yeshiva... He's never going to become a Rosh Hashiva, even though he has the potential. 
But the potential is just really the first step. You've got to actually carry out your potential into practical terms. So in that sense, Malchus means every single one of these spheres, they manifest themselves in practical terms. So says Rabbeinu like this, So we explained that there's this source of Kedusha and there's the source of Tumah. And these are forces that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created in the world. And we explained last week, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world in a balanced way. There's no such thing as only good and there's no such thing as only bad. There's, there's like, it's like a 50-50 balance. And every person has the ability to choose where he wants to go. So we can make the right choices towards good. We can make the wrong choices towards bad. And that's with everything that we do. So, you know, for example, you know, at the most basic level, our eyes. So a person can use his eyes to look at Divrei Torah. He can, he can use his eyes to look at, uh, at, other people, uh, at other people's needs. So he can help them out, do chesed, and so forth. Of course, the eyes can be used... To look at the wrong things or the mouth, so it's a wonderful tool that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave to all human beings—the ability to speak. So we can use it for good by speaking good things, by speaking nice things to other people, by complimenting them, by speaking divrei Torah, by singing nice songs. And the same way, the mouth can be used for speaking lashon hara, for sinas china, for nivul peh, for singing not nice songs. So everything in the world is is balanced, and it's up to the person to make the right choices. And Rabbeinu told us that uh, the Mitzayrah brings two birds that are the Tzipayim Tahiris, the pure birds. And those pure birds, what they represent is the ability to bring about the Kayach of Kedusha into the world to be misaken the way this person vilified his speech. He corrects it by, using, by, 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 getting, by bringing those two birds who... Uh, they get their their kayak, their power, their force from the kayaks of Kedusha. Counterbalancing it, though, is that uh, nigun that's coming, that's not kosher, nigun that's that's uh, that's uh, coming from the sources of non-Kedusha, that also represents two birds. But they get their kayak from the Kalipas. And so again, we have the balance. So says the Arizal, Kitsipoyim Sheba Kalipa, those two birds who get their kayak from the klipa, from the forces of darkness, which refers to the intellect, they get it from the malchus of the klipa. Just like there's malchus of Kedusha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can manifest himself in a, in a positive way, in a Kedusha way. HaKadosh Baruch Hu also, there's also HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the, the kayachas atumah, they get their kayak also from the Rebbeinah Shalolam. Because that's how he created the world, like we said, that there should be balance. So there is a real force in the world of Tumah. And that force comes directly from the Rebbeinah Shalom also. And these birds represent these two opposing forces. So the, the Tzipayim Shebek the birds who get their, for, their Koyach from the forces of darkness, they represent the Malchus of the darkness. The pure birds which is the source of all kosher music, they symbolize the, the opposite way. They bring about the malchus of Kedusha in this world when it's brought about in the proper way. L'fikach, continues Rabbeinu, Nishtabeach, David, Lifnei Shol. David HaMelech, the Navi tells us uh, in Shmuel, 
Shaul Amelach, he uh, was supposed to, we're going to read about this in this week's Haftarah, he was supposed to destroy Amalek. And when he didn't do it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Shmuel, he lost his Malucha, and it's time to find someone else instead. And he sent Shmuel to a base Lechem, and he anointed David. Now, Shaul at the time was still, though, sitting on the throne. So even though he lost the Siyata uh, Deshmaya, he lost the special Koyach that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him, but in practical terms, he was still considered the king. He fell into a big depression, the Navi tells us, because that, that, that power of the Malchus left him. So what happened? They told him, you should get someone who knows how to who knows how to play music, and he's going to come and play music for you. And that person is going to through the music, so you're going to your, your spirit is going to be restored. Of course, the opposite happened. The person they chose was David Amelech, and when he came, and Shaul Amelech saw that he he felt that that David Amelech is really the one who's going to be uh, taking over his malucha. He became very very jealous, and this started the. Uh, the period which he, he ended up chasing David HaMelech and trying to kill him. But al Koponim, Rabbeinu says, What they said to Shaul HaMelech before they introduced David to him is they said he knows how to play music. How does the Malchus, how, how can HaKadosh Baruch Hu uh, manifest his, uh, his Malchus in this world? How can he represent the Kaychis of Kedusha? So we said one of the ways is through music. When music is played in a pure way, so that brings a person to connection to the Rebbeinah Shalalem. So music in its purest form is a symbol of Malchus, a symbol of purity. And David HaMelech, because he had that ability, that talent of playing music, he was the one who was the he was worthy of becoming the Melech of Klal Yisrael. And as the Pesach says in Tehillim, Where did David HaMelech come from? He was a shepherd his whole life. They brought him from, he was in charge of taking care of all these uh, shepherds who were nursing, who were uh, feeding their animals, feeding their calves. David HaMelech came from there, and as uh, uh, Chazal described, he was the, uh, the perfect shepherd. So he would take out, when it was time to take the animals out to graze, so he would let the young calves go first, and they would nibble at the tip of the grass because that was very soft. Then he would take out the older ones, and they would nibble at the uh, the middle part of the grass, which is a little bit harder. And then at the end, he would take out the uh, the youngsters who weren't they weren't babies anymore. They were the most powerful, and say, "Okay, you guys, you're the strongest, so you can uh, get your nourishment from the tough." Uh, the tough remains of the grass, like the bottom pieces of it. So he was the perfect shepherd. But the idea is, is that Allah represents those she- those animals that are nursing. The David HaMelech would take care of those animals. And he came from there. But the same idea is representing this concept that we discussed of drawing a source of power. When a baby nurses from his mother, he's getting his nourishment from her. So too... When we uh, sing music, we're getting our nourishment from the Kaychas of Kedusha in this world, which David HaMelech knew how to do. Just like the animals were nursing from their mothers, David HaMelech knew how to draw in his music 
from the Koychus of Kedusha, Haino Netzach Vahoi, those are the two lowest spheres, Kihei Menikim Lanavim. The Navi, we explained last week, he also, he gets his Koyach, his power to uh, bring about prophecy, he gets it from the Koychus of Kedusha. And a Chazan, we said, is also Loshan of Chazoin, of a vision. The Chazan also, the person who sings, he gets his Koyach from that same source of Kedusha. Vehem Binyan Hamalchus. So when it's done in the proper way, when a person uh, utilizes this power of music that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created in the world, and he, through it, brings about Kedusha into the world, so he's building up the Malchus of the Rebbeinah Shalolam. And therefore, David HaMelech, who knew the ultimate way to conduct music in the pure, proper way, he was able to be the Melech of Klal Yisrael. Let's go back now to the story in the Gemara of Basra, which we said last week. As you know, in, in Bava Basra, so uh, I think starting maybe in the third Perik, so it's no longer Rashi, it's his, his grandson Rashbam, who takes over the, uh, the Perish. Rashi died in the middle. So, Rabbeinu Shmuel, who's Rashbam, he teaches, Rabbi Barbachana said, I saw an Akruksa. Says Rashbam, that means a Tzfardeya. Now, if you separate the two words Tzfardeya, so it's it's actually a combination of two words. The word Tzfardeya is a combination of two words. Tzipardeya. A bird who has knowledge, which again, symbolizes those Koyches, those birds of the Metzaira, who get their Koyach, from the pure sources. And he said, the Havi ki akra de hagrainu. Those, the, the, uh, that, that frog, which Rabbeinu now explains, means the birds of purity, they were the size of the village of Hagrainia. What is Hagrainia? Milashain kra begarain. Agar, we know, is a person's throat, where the sound comes from, where voice comes from. Hainu shahanegina nimshech mimenu. The birds get their kayach from the essence, from the, the, the source of the Koyach of Nagina, which is the Koyaches of Kedusha. Ve'akro de Hagroinia continues, How great was the town of Hagroinia that we're comparing this frog to its size? Shitin Bate. It was 60 houses. Explains Rabbeinu, metaphorically, What happens though, if a person uses his voice, in a non-proper way, and he brings koyach from the koyaches of the klipa. In other words, he uses the music to bring about tuma to this world, either by his, his own music, his own singing, or by being exposed to non-kosher music. What then is his tikkun? You have to have the shishim bote, the sixty houses. Ali shitin bote, ali shitin masechtois. What does that mean? The sixty masechtois in shas. That's why it's called shisha Siddur mishnah. The sixty. Uh, the 60 Masechtas of the Gemara, that is going to be the Tikkun, as Rabbeinu explained, the Teresh Baal Peh, to that uh, problem of connecting with the Koyches of Tumah, of Hirsh Rabbeinu Shmuel, Talmud HaKamarlah, Hainu Sheyilma Talmud. Rashbam comments over there, and he says, Talmud HaKamarlah, in other words, the Gemara says, how big was the city of Agronia with 60 houses? That's how Rashbam Taishas, but Rabbeinu homiletically means 
Rashbam and the Gemara is telling you if you made that mistake of drawing forces, koiches, from that sources of evil, of klipa, your ticket is, is going to be by learning the Shittim Bate of the Shisha Sudai Mishnah of the Shas, Tayyar Shaval Peh, that's going to be your tikkun. Now continues Rabbi Barbarchana, what happened? We had, so we had this giant frog, Asa Tanino Baal comes along a serpent and he swallows it up. What is it? So explains Rosh Baal, Perish Abedin Shmuel, Rabbi Ka'amar Lo, Haino al Yedei, Sheyilmat Sheloy Lishma, Yivla Oisa Hanachash. So, so if you look there in the Rosh Bam, so he explains every line of the Gemara in this story, what exactly, who's, who's the quote for it? Who's saying it? So before he said, the Gemara said that the town of Agronia was Shishimbate. And now he's saying that when he continues in the story, the serpent swallows the frog, says Rosh Bam, this was said by Rabbah. Rabbi the Amira, Rabbi Barbachana. But along his way of explaining, Rabbeinu says, this is also a reference to that which we said. A person who learns Shalai Lishma, a person, you know, he wants to learn Taira, he wants to connect, but not because he wants to come close to the Rabbeinu Shalaylam, not because he wants to do the Rabbeinu Shalaylam's will. He wants to learn Taira because he feels that if he does it, he's going to get a lot of cover. People are going to respect him. They're going to call him a Rebbe. That's called Teir Shalei Now, whenever you do that, there's a certain danger involved because, uh, you know, your Teir can end up being to your detriment because if all you're going to do is look about for your own COVID, then you're going to start looking at other people in a negative way and that can cause machlaikas, that can cause jealousy and all kinds of things that unfortunately we see from time to time, even amongst Cheshiva people, because the Teir that they learned wasn't done in the proper way. What then is the Eitzah? So, Nonetheless, right? So, so, so that, so then, so then, in the sense, if a person does that, he can find himself in a situation where the nachash, the serpent, the, the, the again, he can be confronted with, uh, with the wrong ideas, with the wrong powers, and that is the danger that he might find himself in if he's not learning Torah for the proper way. However, there's the Eitzah that Rabbeinu tells us, Asa Pushkansa. After the serpent swallowed the frog, says the Gemara, comes along this bird. In Oyrev, which is a, a, a raven in the literal Taich, but Oyrev is also Lushan of Arvis of nighttime. So beautifully, Rabbeinu says, You have the, the problem that you're not learning Taich in the proper way with the right intentions, but the Gemara gives you an Eitzah. You learn at night, by Arvis, like the Oyrev. And then, Ubala, and then you can swallow up that serpent, And the idea is, really, at the superficial level, of course, there's probably many layers of spiritual aspects to it, why learning at night is going to protect a person from, uh, from Gaiva and from Kina and from Sina and all those things. But on a practical level, a person learns by day, so the shul's full. There are people seeing him learn, so that brings him covet. But if a person says, you know, I'm going to learn at a time when nobody sees, nobody knows, Nobody knows that I'm going to a shear at night. You know, only the Magid Shear, the people that are there. But everybody else, nobody knows, you know. I might be sitting at home watching television. I'm doing it. Why? Because that's the right thing to do. Okay, so that is really the Torah in its purest form. You're doing it because that's what the Rebbeinah Shalom wants. So therefore, the best Eitzah to protect yourself 
from all these uh, dark forces and from all these dark intentions is to learn Tyre at night. And then you know you're protecting yourself from that serpent. And then what did the Gemara continues? What did the bird do after it swallowed the serpent? He went and he sat down in the tree. So now Rabbi is quoting the Marsha. Shehu bechinas Avraham shekosav etzloi vayita eshel. Shehu bechinas chesed. Marsha explains that uh, this is alluding to the uh, the tree that Avraham Avinu planted. He planted a tree where everybody could come and sit underneath and enjoy the shade, and he would give them food and drink and whatever they needed to uh, to sustain themselves. Avraham Avinu was the ultimate giver. He was the ultimate bal chesed. And the Gemara says, someone learns Torah at night, then. You can see by day this person's face has in it a beautiful countenance, a beautiful look. Even though normally someone stays up late at night, that might give him a, a, a bad face. He might be tired the next day. But that's not the case by Tyra learning. Someone sits and learns at night in the proper way. The next day, his face is going to be shining from the Kedusha of the Tyra that he observed the night before. So therefore, says Rabbeinu, the Elon that the the uh, the uh, that the Gemara is referring to, based on the Marsha, is talking about the Chut Shel Chesed that a person gains when he learns Torah in the proper way. When you learn Torah at night and you do it with the proper intentions in the proper way, then now you don't have to worry about any Torah uh, Shalay because you have the Chut Shel Chesed, which is going to protect you from any problems that might come from it. And continues the Gemara, Tochazi, Kamanofish Chela Deilona. Look how powerful this tree is. It was able to hold up that huge giant bird which swallowed the serpent, who swallowed the frog, which was the size of 60 houses. That was the story in Chazal. But Rabbeinu, according to his ways, explaining, Rabba is astonished. He can't believe it that a Baruch who says to a person, you don't have to learn Torah Lishma. You can learn Torah Shalai Lishma. In other words, learn it with the wrong intentions. Learn it because you want COVID. But at least you're doing it in the proper way. You're doing it at night. You're learning Torah at a time when not so many people are doing it. You're counterbalancing the Kaychas of Tumah, the powers, the forces of evil, which are the most at their most, their height of their power at the nighttime. You're counterbalancing it, especially when you're learning Torah Shabal especially when you're learning Shas Gemara. Now, you are protecting yourself, and as Chazal say, even though a person can't always learn Torah Lishma, it's a very high level that most of us cannot achieve. But if a person starts out with learning, even though with the wrong, it's with the wrong intentions, eventually it's going to cause him to learn with the right intentions. Because eventually he's going to fall in love with the Torah. He's just going to do, want to do it for the sake of learning. So Al Kaponim. Says Rabbeinu, Rabbah's astonished. A person can learn Torah even with the wrong intentions because HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, don't worry, I'm going to take care of you. That was the astonishment of Rabbah. He was so nispo. He was so amazed at the power of this tree, of this uh, this great force of Torah Shabal Peh, that it can protect a person even when he's learning Torah Shaloy Lishma. And that really is the great power of Teresh HaBal Pentecost Baruch should help that all of us should be able to draw our strength from these great Kaiches of Kedusha and to bring about Kiddush Hashem in our life and in the world. Thank you so much.